Today on the show, I'm happy to have Yuhan Hovland. He's the founder of As Is To Be. They're doing AI optimization of public transport and multimodal systems. So the first business started at six years old, and uh, your father was very helpful in this situation, wasn't he? Yeah, hi, Chad. Great, great to be here. So yeah, I, my father was an entrepreneur. He started a business, so I was really keen on starting businesses. Started a lemonade stand, like any kid would do. Lived near to a very attractive kind of say, place in Bergen, in Norway. And basically when my father discovered that I stole the raw material to produce lemonade, yeah, I had to pay for it in advance. So I could have, so I had to start, and I've done a number of these things when I was a kid, always had to, so I say an accountant before I was, could read all. So there was no, he wasn't giving any loans. He had to pay up front at six years old. Yeah. I did make some money before <laughs> I had made some money. So yeah. But when they discovered that I was stealing all this kind of juice and stuff in, in the fridge, then yeah, you have to tell me how much you want to buy. You have to buy a whole bottle. That was the next step. It was really a successful business. I should never have left this business. So entrepreneurship is in your blood. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first failure was basically the next year. So we saw these tourists were buying these trolls. It was a tourist attraction. And we saw the tourists uh, buy trolls in Norway for a lot of money. And me and my friend, then we were seven. So we would just take a knife and some wood and try to carve out some trolls. And that was my first failure. No one bought our trolls. They were, they were hideous. <laughs> and so how many businesses have you had over the years? Yeah, well, these are just kid things. Uh, I guess yeah. before I was 15, I, I sold newspapers. I went door to door for selling stuff. So I, I guess before I was 18, maybe. Five, six, something like that. Small, small things, just, like, nice. just to get money to buy some candy and a bike and some stuff. And when you started developing the larger businesses as you got older, what was the first one? What happened with that? So basically, I started my first consultancy business when I was in the university. So that was basically a consultancy of because I suddenly had some competence so I can sell to someone. And then, I, and then I've been involved. I was a dot-com millionaire. And then a dot-com failure. So it's been a journey with different companies, six, seven startups. I like the first part, so I withdrew quite early from most of these. But as this to be, it's my first business where it's my idea and everything is relying on my decisions and what I do. So this is the first one. Otherwise, I've been kind of part of others' entrepreneurial ventures. So how's the journey been so far and the one that you're fully responsible for? You know, it's a struggle. So obviously it's a struggle. So we started three. So I founded the company like in, what was it? First of March and then COVID uh, in 2020 and COVID hit with 13th of March. So bad time to start a business, but still a good time to plan a business. So it's been, it's, it, we are developing a SaaS software where in a space where there is no software. But there's a lot of competitions. We are, it's, so it's a struggle. We, we have a huge amount of interest for what we do, but we're competing with all this PwC and all the consultancies. So cities, uh, not, it's, it's a hard thing to break into. But when we break into this, it's going to change everything. And you raise capital to do this or are you bootstrapping business? So we've been, we raised uh, about $1.5 million so far. So we're a team of 17, 18 people. 10 in Norway and eight in Lisbon and Portugal. 
So yeah, definitely raise. And now we're raising money again to scale. So we have paying customers. It's not covered, obviously not profitable yet. How long of a process was it to raise the capital to convince people, hey, this business has the, the right market fit? It was cool because we started, we're building, I found a great CTO who could help me build something. We got some interns and we developed an MVP for we actually got paid from a customer. So we built a prototype and then basically saying we can really do something with, like we do optimization or public transport. We show that we have algorithms and skills to do this in a prototype. And then we raised money to build in kind of the front end and interface and, and develop the technology further. So see, the first round was not hard, but now that we're raising significantly more money, that's a different uh, ball game. And who's the ideal user for this platform? So we are, so I was in public transport for 15 years, first 10 as a consultant, and then I was director of public transportation in Bergen. And, and I realized, you know, how insanely complex it is to plan public transport. There's just like a small city in Bergen, 200,000 people, but it's still like 500 buses and 5,000 bus stops and millions of passengers each day. So kind of to optimize this is insanely complex. So that's, so basically I realized how complex this was when I was running the system in Bergen and reach out to the industry. Oh, there's no software here. And so. I quit my job and, st and st started the system. So uh, the fifth is where you're spending billion dollars on, on public transport, at least in Europe with big public transport systems, they are the, uh, the users, but they are still using old technology. Like I said, the consultancies, they're basing the data sets on cost interviews with people, travel surveys. So my city until we started. They, they have a travel survey with 5% of the population from 2013. And that's still the main basis of decision for 2030 and beyond. And we all know that's crap data and they know it's crap. So <laughs> if I'm okay to say crap here, maybe I'm not. <laughs> so are they open to adopting this tech or are, they, are you getting a lot of pushback? Yeah. So, we, so, so I feel like a missionary kind of trying to convince people so they know that what they have is bad. But they are, this is mostly public sector. Obviously we're working with some operators, kind of bus companies, but it's mostly public sector. And that's so used as asking all these consultancies to make reports. So even though they know that the data, the foundation, the travel service and stuff is, is not good, it's so used to getting these reports and it's a brand name with TWC or Deloitte or whatever it is. Kinsey has a stamp on it, which is a brand. So it's hard to break into with a new insights and new technology. So it's hard, but I know the reward will be there. So how long have you been knocking down doors now? So as I said, we started just before COVID hit. So a bit more than three years, having employees for about three years then. But still- so you, were selling it, you were selling it right from the beginning. You, even before it was fully developed, you started trying to bring- Yeah, we started kind of like a consultancy. We developed the, kind of the, the initial prototype with a customer who paid for like a consultancy. So that was in our city. So that was a great start. So, but now we are like today I'm in Riga in Latvia, uh, spoken to a Euro cities, which is the most forward leaning cities in Europe with smart cities and supposed to be, so that kind of, but I still feel like a missionary. Like I told them, why <laughs> you listen, come here, listen to me asking interesting questions. When you go home, you still buy reports from consultancies. So this is, I feel like a missionary. But uh, like I said, this is going to change. Everyone knows that they need 
deep understanding of how people move. If you don't know how people move, how can you plan anything? This is basic business one-on-one, isn't it? You have to know the demand, and then you can optimize your supply. It's, and I'm trying to bring this business understanding to public transport. So if any of our listeners wanted to learn more about it is to be and get in touch, how could they? Oh, yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, Johan Herbeland. Kind of, I think I'm fairly easy to find. And the website is www.assistobe.com. And, and if you, it, it, the name is, it sounds like you can, most people say assistob or something because they don't realize the kind of the, the word play with assist and to be. Because what we do is basically connecting a lot of data, including mobile network data, which is a really huge source for movement and combining it with the public transit data, demography and micromobility. And then we create a picture of how people move. So as is, that's is, as is historical data and then AI machine learning algorithms to predict the future. So that's as is to be. Thank you, Yuvon, for coming on the show and everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, make sure to give us a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.